0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We're taping this on Friday afternoon, live from Myrtle Beach. I'll be back in studio on Monday. We'll have some longer shows. uh, Then we'll take more of your questions. Sound quality will be better. All those those things. But today we're going to record a shorter episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, recapping the team's first preseason game against the Cardinals at the Hall of Fame game. Uh, in full disclosure, I haven't been able to rewatch the entire game yet. Uh, so we'll talk about some of the notes that I took during the game. I was able to, uh, this morning, go back and look at a couple different clips, but I haven't been able to fully study the game. Uh, we'll, on Monday, we'll come back and we'll talk about the uh, film study that I did. We'll break down some more players of that game. But in case you didn't see it, The Cowboys' first-string defense struggled. Blaine Gabbert of the Cardinals took them up and down the field, scored 15 points in their first two possessions, and didn't have much trouble doing it. However, the Cowboys responded back. I thought Kellen Moore looked okay. The Cowboys eventually were able to win the game 20-18. Not that it matters, just wanted to fill you in. So I wrote down 10 different players and 10 notes on 10 different players, and we're going to talk about those guys. And not super extensively, because we'll look at more of those on Monday, but just kind of like just notes that I had. The first one is Rico Gathers. Now, a lot of people are really excited by Rico Gathers. I saw Evan Silva from Roto World was saying that he looked like the most impressive player on the field last night. He looked like he was in a class of his own. And I can see that when you see him on the field running routes and moving with the football, This is a spectacular athlete. This is a guy that uh, you can just see that the tools are there. So the question always remains, why is he the fourth tight end on this roster? Well, for a few different things. On his touchdown catch that he made, amazing touchdown catch. That's the reason why you drafted him, because you think that he's going to have that ability to box out defenders in the air. You can see that he's still a clunky route runner. Uh, I tweeted out that he looks very robotic in the sense that it, he's thinking so much about, okay, I've got to get out this field. i got to clear these linebackers and make this cut right at this certain uh, part of the field, and then that's when I'm going to make my move to go get the ball. You can see that he's thinking too much. You can see that as big and as fast as he is at 285 pounds, he's just not a very fluid athlete. He's kind of rigid in the way he moves. Um, it's not like a Gronkowski or somebody like that where it's just they move effortlessly. Um, I think Rico is going to have a chance to be uh, a nice player. I don't expect him to contribute much in 2017. Again, you got to remember that Jason Witten is the team's number one tight end. He's never coming off the field. When the Cowboys go two tight ends, they're probably going to use James Hanna if he's healthy. If they go three tight ends, they're going to use Jeff Swain as the inline blocker that can hold the edge. I just don't see right now where Rico fits into the equation unless there's an injury. But a, a nice start in preseason. That's This is what we need to see from Rico. We need to see him being able to box out defenders. Uh, he made a really nice play on a ball that was not well thrown. It was near his knees. He bent down, grabbed the catch, fell to the ground, got back up, and he made a play after uh, after falling to the ground. So. This is what we want to see from Rico. We did not see him much last year in the preseason. We want to see him taking steps every single game to becoming a guy that the Cowboys not only can have on their 53-man roster, but can also uh, you know, maybe find two or three different plays or packages to use him in throughout a game. Maybe he's your tight end in goal line situations rather than James Hanna because of that size difference. We'll see. Uh, good first game for Rico. Uh, He still has a long ways to go, but he's certainly an interesting player and an interesting prospect to keep an eye on for this season, the rest of the preseason, and in the next couple years. Next guy I want to talk about is Taco Charlton, the Cowboys' first-round pick, defensive lineman from Michigan. Lots of mixed reviews on Taco from his first game. He had seven snaps on pass rushing downs. He recorded seven pressures on five of them. He used a spin move that was not very successful. I saw a lot of people on Twitter today really criticizing the pick, and you know, not calling him a bust, but um, expressing their displeasure with the taco pick. Here's why I'm I'm preaching uh, patience on this situation. Rod Marinelli knows what he wants in defensive lineman. He knows that Taco is not going to come in and be a star right away. It might take him a full year or two years for him to you know, maybe start to see that ceiling. And that's okay. What Dallas is going to do is they're not going to put Taco in a situation where he has to play 75% of the snaps a game. He might play 20 snaps. And they're going to coach him up on those 20 snaps. He's not going to be your Khalil Mack Von Miller rusher, but you're hoping he can be a 6 to 8 sack type of player. You're hoping that he can be what DeMarcus Lawrence was in 2015 and kind of what we hope he's going to be in this year. This year, that's what you're really hoping. Remember the Cowboys traded up for Lawrence. I believe they picked him at 34 or 35. Taco was picked at 28. There's not a big difference in where they the draft capital they use in those two players. In fact, they might actually use a little bit more having to trade up to get DeMarcus Lawrence. These are complementary pieces instead of your war daddies. I'm okay with Taco. I know it's going to take him a while. I know the expectations are low. It's why this season I was saying that if he would to get to four sacks, I would be thrilled. Don't take too much out of one preseason game. Rod Marinelli is going to go back, look at the tape, explain to Taco what he did wrong. They'll coach him up. He's still a young guy. He's going to to learn how to use his length. It'll be okay. I'm, I'm confident that in the long run, Taco is going to be a nice player. One guy that we talked a lot about on this podcast is running back Rod Smith. Now, I've been preaching this whole time that Rod Smith has a really good chance of winning that third running back job. But... We really haven't talked about whether he should be the team's second running back. Uh, On Thursday night, I thought Rod Smith was the best running back on the Cowboys roster. Uh, He was able to run with power. He was able to run with speed. He was able to catch the ball out of backfield, use his blocking ability. He played a little bit on special teams. He was used as the L5. They used him all over the place. Just 25 years old. I'm curious to see what the Cowboys do with Rod Smith. Uh, This year. Does he have a chance to be the team's second running back? Probably. Let's pause now to tell you a little bit about CESNI. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That is until you meet the CESNI Premier Realty Group. The professional and experienced real estate agents of the CESNI Premier Realty Group provide service that is second to none. focused on building personal relationships with their clients Cessney's premier realty group realtors seek to understand their clients' needs and wants to ensure that those needs and wants are met every time and will strive to provide a hassle-free buying and selling experience as they assist their clients with all their real estate needs. No matter the situation, they're here to help. If If you or someone you know is buying, selling, or relocating, if you are struggling with the possibility of a short sale or foreclosure, The CESNI Premier Realty Group knows that you deserve the best and will make sure that you get the best. If you currently need or think you will have real estate needs in the future, contact the CESNI Premier Realty Group directly at 469-672-6987. That's 469-672-6987. You can also visit their website at www.yourdfwhomesolution.com. .com. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the last five players that I wrote notes about. Second round pick Chidobe Awuzie had an up and down night. Uh, his best play of the night was when he jumped an out route late in the second quarter, right before uh, halftime. Awuzie, he read it perfectly. He just got caught in between trying to intercept the ball and knock the ball away. You can see that he has anticipation. You can see that he has instincts. Uh, He's going to be a really good player. I'm not upset that he didn't make the play on that one. I just think there was a little bit of nerves that were involved. He's going to be fine. Now, I I hope that Dallas isn't forced to rush him on the field. I would love to see a situation where he can be the team's fourth cornerback and they can put him in situations to make him feel comfortable. I'll get a little nervous if he's forced to be the team's outside corner because of Suspension or because of injury or anything like that. I I want Doby to work his way into the lineup rather than be forced into it. Uh, I think this is a guy that can develop into a really, really good number two corner uh, where you feel fine, you know, letting him play in press man coverage or press zone coverage and having a safety over the top. Uh, I'm really interested to see what Awuzie looks like by the end of preseason because I think you're going to see... A guy with a lot more confidence. Uh, This is a kid that can blitz. He can play man zone. You can play him inside in the slot. I think his future is very bright. Next one is Byron Jones. I'm not sure why Byron Jones played in this game. In fact, he was one of the only few starters that didn't. I just thought with with him being one of the most important players on the defense and for the fact that the Cowboys have so many safeties that need reps, Uh, between Kevon Frazier, Jameel Showers, Xavier Woods. uh, I just didn't see the need to play Byron Jones for the entire first quarter. Maybe there was something behind the scenes that we don't know about. Uh, Maybe they had some injuries or guys didn't didn't earn enough snaps. But it was interesting to see Byron Jones on the field. Uh, He got beat once across his face uh, by, by a tight end. Other than that, he was pretty flawless. You can see that. He was just so much better than the rest of those guys on the field. He, he was one of the best players. He was the best player on this field. He, he was incredible. His instincts, you can see, are getting there. He made two tackles behind the line of scrimmage. I'm not concerned about Byron Jones at all. I just thought it was odd that he was on the field so much, considering he might be the Cowboys' second most important defensive player this year. Next two kind of go together. Charles Tapper and DeMontre Moore. Uh, after watching Taco struggle with that spin move over and over, it was kind of nice to see Tapper and DeMontre Moore coming off the edge. Those are the two guys on the Cowboys that really have that explosiveness and that burst. Now, DeMontre Moore is a little bit more refined in that he knows how to get a little bit lower on his bend. Uh, He just doesn't have a counter move or play with any power. He's just an all-speed guy all the time. Now, Tapper... He's got that explosiveness, and I think he's got a little bit of a counter. There was a there was a, um, a move where he took a jab step to the outside, kind of came back in, ripped through with his right hand, and touched the quarterback as they were throwing the ball. I thought that was impressive. I'm interested to see what Tapper looks like this season because he's the one guy on the roster that I think he might have superstar potential because of his athleticism and because of his effort. Uh I think what what we might need to talk about in the next couple couple of weeks, depending on how the preseason goes, is is Tapper going to contribute more than Taco Charlton? At the beginning of OTAs and training camp, I would have said no. But after watching some of the drills in training camp and after the team's first preseason game, I'm certainly open to that idea. I, I think he's got some of the explosive tools that we want to see in the right defense end. I'm super intrigued with Tapper. He didn't have any sacks. I don't even believe he recorded a pressure. But you can see that he's got that skill. Last one is is a guy that I was really impressed with all night. And I know this won't be exciting to most people. But Sam Irwin-Hill, he was the Cowboys kicker, punter, holder in the game. I thought he did really well. He didn't. He wasn't asked to do a lot of uh, long field goal attempts. He did have one kickoff attempt that went out of bounds. But he did well in punting. He has a pretty quick leg when it comes to punting. Uh, he pinned the Cardinals inside the 21s. He made uh, the extra points. He made a short field goal. I think there's a spot in this league for for Erwin uh, Hill just because of his versatility. If there's a team that, you know, maybe they lose their punter down the road, you can sign Erwin, have him on the roster, and feel confident that this is a guy that could back up multiple roles. And in a league that is preaching versatility and roster flexibility, i would be interested to see if a team, it might not be Hill, but if a team in the future just goes with one specialist, To save a roster spot, Uh, you only get 46 guys on game day. I'll be interested if that's a way that you can, you know, maybe keep an extra defense alignment to help get to the quarterback, or maybe you want to keep an extra receiver to give you different, you know, possible passing sets. But I thought Sam Irwin Hill had a really nice day. I performed well in the national stage. I think he's going to get a job somewhere. If not, he's going to be one of these guys that's on everybody's short list in case their kicker punter goes down i thought he was a good one to watch i'm curious to see how he does the rest of preseason i don't expect the cowboys to give many reps to chris jones and dan bailey they know what they have in those guys they don't want to uh, overwork them sam erwin hill just a kind of a fun interesting guy to keep an eye on that's it for today's show make sure you subscribe to the podcast on itunes hit us up with a five-star review on Monday we'll be back in the studio we'll take your questions again I apologize all week for uh, the sound quality I know it's not up to uh, par for what we're used to on the show but we'll be back on Monday with everything in tip top shape thanks for tuning in as always you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier and please follow the show at Locked On Cowboys we'd love to have you send your questions in we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff and giveaways throughout the season so make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. the list.